It's time for episode 346 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, May 13th, 2020. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the only tech podcast where Dan Morin and I finish each other's Welcome breakfast. back to Clockwise, the only tech podcast where Micah Sarge and I <laughs> sandwiches. <laughs> Nailed it! <laughs> Woo, that was perfect. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Micah Sargent, and I am joined across the internet by uh, incredible author and launcher... Launcher of his latest book? Uh, yeah, we'll just, go with launcher. I threw it's it Dan really Moore. hard. I threw it really hard, Mike. I just chucked it across the street <laughs> to see how far it would go. Pretty far. Pretty far is the answer. Well, congratulations on your chucking, and uh, Thank you. I, Thank I you. hope that the launch was a success. I mean, who knows? We'll find out. But thanks, and thanks to everybody out there who pre-ordered and bought the Aleph Extraction. You guys are my heroes. Oh, heroes. Uh, well, you know who are my heroes at eh, Segway? It's our nice. two awesome guests. I am excited, of course, to be joined by, I don't know, the, the grand poobah of Imore at this point. It's <laughs> Lori Gill. How you doing, Lori? I like being a grand poobah. That's, that's good. I'm, I'm going to stick with that one. All right. Well, you got it. Uh, you got it sold now. Uh, and to my left, uh, the lead editor and podcast host. Hey. I mean, is he a grand pooba? Is he a pooba? We don't know. He's one of those. It's Zach Hall. Hi, Zach. Hello. I'm a pooba in training, I think. <laughs> a pooba in training. Did I even say, I think I alighted over lead editor and podcast host 9 to 5 Mac. Did I even finish saying that? Or I just went you straight didn't. to pooba? I didn't. Yeah. I'm just, a professional. Shame on you. Pooba. <laughs> pooba. It's just, it's fun to say. It is. Um, and what also is fun to say, uh, it's another segue, is that it's time to start the show. <laughs> We've got four <laughs> topics in only 30 minutes, and it seems to be a wacky, wild ride we're on this morning. Uh, but I'm going to kick things off with mine. So I just saw, and many of you may have seen, that Apple updated Logic Pro 10. Um, it looks so cool, and I have no idea how to use most any of that new cool stuff, but it has me kind of uh, wishing that I knew more about music making. So I'm curious, what's something techie that you really want to get into? Lori, we'll start with you. Yeah, so with Logic Pro X, you'd think my first thing would be that I want to learn how to record music on Logic Pro X, but actually that's not the case. What I'd really like to do is figure out how to make YouTube videos and edit them. It's It seems, I mean, everybody can do it today. I have no idea how to do that kind of thing. I don't know how to edit audio tracks and mix, you know, make them work with a video track. I get the concept of a B-roll, but I don't really know how to put it together. I It's it's so simple and you can even do that kind of thing in iMovie, but I'm so intimidated by it. I'm, I've always been just scared to give it a try. That's, that's my, my big thing. Maybe in, in 2020 with this quarantine, maybe that'll be the thing I do with my spare time. I, you know, for me, I've dabbled in so many things over the years. I feel like I know just enough to be dangerous in a lot of subjects like, like production, video production, audio production, coding, all of that. Um, but the things that I do wish that I could learn more about, I'm, I've sort of started to get into live streaming um, a bunch of the uh, 
uh, D&D games that Mike and I play over at Total Party Kill, we live stream, and I've sort of been starting to learn the production of doing that. But I feel like I'm only scratching the surface of the kind of stuff that you can do there. And I really just sort of want to uh, dive a little harder into that and just sort of figure out all the different cool stuff that I could be doing that maybe I just don't know about. So I've, I've mainly been lacking in time, not in interest or energy at this point. And so, because like literally every time I'm about to learn more, it's like, oh no, we have a show in 20 minutes. I can't mess around with this now. <laughs> as as we've learned when sometimes things go horribly wrong. So yeah, I'm, I'm really intrigued with all the live streaming that's been going on during the quarantine. And I, I would love to learn some more about that. Zach, what about you? Sure. Yeah. So for the the Logic Pro 10 update, I mean, I'm thinking about this specifically. Um, on 9to5Mac, we have a series called uh, The Logic Pros where uh, we, we, we sort of like teach that. And I've not learned the, the app aside from like editing a podcast. And I'm, and I'm really good at editing a podcast in Logic, but none of the music stuff. And this update is all about like electronic music and everything. And it's like, that's going to really, you know, I'm going to like spice up the podcast with that stuff now. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, it's going to be bumping. But, yeah, and like ten years ago, I recorded a bunch of just like like playing guitar and GarageBand and like had fun with like all the different tracks you can do. Um, but but to actually learn like you know I've got Logic for podcast editing and nothing else, and like what else can I do in it? I would, that would be terrific. Yeah, so that's kind of how I feel about it. I mean, this happens to me a lot, Dan. I think that you and I are in that same boat. Um, mm-hmm. I have I have picked up a lot of different skills over the year, just because like I don't know. I've, Everything interests me. And so I'll go and I'll learn some stuff, but I never have the time or, and sometimes it is the energy to, uh, to be with it in the long run because there are more important things that I have to focus my time and attention on. Um, and so in, in this case, of course, it is this, uh, beat making kind of thing. What's, what keeps me, I think, from wanting to pursue that necessarily more is that it's a very rare situation where I would need that. But, uh, certainly, so my little brother is a live streamer and actually does that for a living. He plays video games. Um, and while I don't really want to get into video game streaming, um, I do love the live streaming stuff and I've, I've started to experiment more with that too. So yeah, I don't know. I kind of, any techie thing that comes my way that seems interesting. Just the other day, I wanted to get more into automation than I currently am um, to improve some of the workflows that I do at work. So it's just kind of something pops up. I'm like, okay, maybe I can take some time to, to learn about this. Oh, but only just enough. So maybe one of these times I'll actually stick with it longer uh, if I can find the time. Alrighty, folks, let's move on to our next topic, which comes from Lori. So we just recently heard the official date for the virtual WWDC, and then there's a bunch of other tech conferences and gaming conferences that have gone virtual this year or will be going virtual this year. And it kind of got me thinking, it's leveled the playing field in terms of having a tech conference or any kind of conference. So if you could have any kind of virtual conference, it doesn't have to be tech related, anything at all, what kind of conference would you throw? Oh, man, I, I like this question a lot. And I, I was thinking about it. and I was like, I think it would be something food related. <laughs> I can't decide if that would be the best or the worst, though, because like you'd had everybody oh, bring their like food creations, but then you could only see them. them yeah. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's the worst. That, that cake looks delicious. Um, but yeah, I think something like that could be a lot of fun. I'm I'm just curious about, you know, I think creative stuff, you know, kind of building off what we were just talking about. 
um, conferences that deal with artists or writers or musicians, right? Whether you could sort of like bring a piece or something that you were working on or something you created and share that with a bunch of other people on a conference. I think that would be great. I think that seems like a lot of fun. It's a great way to sort of make something that's multidisciplinary, um, but also that showcases the the fun of creativity and all the tools that we can use. So maybe something sort of leveraging digital tools and how we create stuff with that online. And I don't know, we just call it Dan Con. There we go. Done. I, I'm thinking something that would be cool anytime, but it would be kind of like geared toward people probably like us that are introverts in the real world and kind of extroverts online. And it would be like a hangout fest session. And the conference would be anyone can come and attend and hang out virtually. And what do you learn from that? You learn from whatever people have to to show off and like want to share. And it would have like no main focus. It would just be, we're all creative in different ways. And like, what can you teach somebody else? Cause we've all got like, you know, we can write books or like make music and stuff like that. Uh, and it would be like that. It'd be like mini sessions. It, it would be so diverse. That would be so cool. Yeah. Very neat. Uh, so for me, I, I remember there was a, a post and a person had uh, told everyone, okay, you're going to make a PowerPoint presentation, a keynote presentation, whatever, a slide presentation about any topic that you want to teach the group. And everybody brings their own presentation of some fact or some some topic that they're really excited about, some uh, little tidbit of information. And then we're all going to present uh, one after the other, and it'll be a little party. So, you know, you get together, you have drinks and food while different people do their little slide decks and teach something new, some bit of trivia, some bit of knowledge that they don't know. And I've gotten to do that before with a group of friends, and it was so much fun. And so to do it on a larger scale, where at the end of it, you've learned all of these new things, and you can go and you know explore those different things even more. Oh, that sounds like heaven to me. So that's what I would do. Lori, what are <laughs> sort your of like a thoughts? TED Talk? Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah, like a yeah, little, little tiny TED Talk. Yeah. Yeah. So I've actually wanted to do this in real life in my local community, but I could spread it out to anybody around the entire world by having a virtual conference, and it's Bandcamp, <laughs> a Bandcamp conference. Now, what I mean by that is not Bandcamp, but a camp where you learn how to be in a band or start a band. And it doesn't, you're not learning how to play music because at this point, you already know how to play music. You just don't know how to make the four of you be a band. And it's things like figuring out how to get shows, figuring out how to make flyers that you pass out, where to pass them out, like what's the best, the best way to do that, how to get your record, you know, your album recorded. And once it's recorded, who do you ship it to in order to get, get people noticing it? The magazines you want people to review. I've been doing it for, I don't know, 20 years now. I've got some insight and I want to teach other people how to do that too. So band camp, that would be, that would be my thing. That's what I would do. Um, well, this has been a great first half of the show. Let's take a quick break so I can tell you about Linode. Whether you're working on a personal project or managing your enterprise's infrastructure, Linode has the pricing, the support, and the scale you need to take your project to the next level. In fact, Linode has 11 data centers worldwide, including its newest data center in Sydney, Australia. And with enterprise-grade hardware, S3-compatible storage options, and its next-generation network, Linode delivers the performance you expect at a surprisingly good price. You can get started on Linode today with a $20 credit for listeners of this show. Uh, and you're going to get access to a revamped cloud manager built on an open source single page app 
root access to your server along with API version 4 and the Python CLI, nanode plans starting as low as 5 bucks a month, and block storage and object storage that can scale to your storage requirements. In fact, I was on Linode the other day, and you can easily set up a Minecraft server that you could play with friends and family. Uh, is it not the perfect time to have a Minecraft server that you can play with friends and family? I think it is. And it makes it very simple to do. I was really excited about it. Oh, I just click a button and then suddenly I've got Minecraft. How fun. Uh, it's a little bit more complicated than that, but it's, it's awesome. You go to linode.com slash clockwise and use the promo code clockwise2020 when creating a new Linode account and you're going to get $20, uh, towards your next project. Oh, and by the way, Linode is hiring right now. So if that's something that interests you, head to linode.com slash careers to find out more. Once again, that's linode.com slash clockwise and the promo code clockwise2020 for that $20 credit. Thanks so much to Linode for its support of this show and all of Relay FM. Alrighty, Dan, what have you got for us? So we've all come to rely on technology much more during this time. Uh, and my, my question for you is, I'm curious, what is your essential piece of quarantine tech? What's the thing that you use that keeps you sane if it's hardware, if it's software, it's a service, whatever. Zach? Oh my gosh. Uh, I would say my iPad Pro, uh, and, and it's an LTE model, so I can take it wherever. Um, but being at home, you know, I usually work remotely anyway, but I've got, you know, I can go to the, to the coffee shop or wherever or travel and work. Um, but uh, during during this, I felt the need to just like go out in the neighborhood. I live near a beach. I can go to the beach, but like I can I can do that now with the iPad Pro and the new Magic Keyboard. Uh, and and it's it, it it's like always just fresh air, like literally fresh air um, to get to take my work out of the house, out of the office, and go into the sunlight. And it it makes me feel a little bit more normal. Oh boy. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the the Do app. So. It's not so much that it, I, well, I guess yes, it keeps me feeling um, in control. Uh, the Do app is is a little reminders app that will bug you when it, it gives you a reminder so that you sort of can't forget something. So even if in the moment I'm doing something else and I can't quite get to it, in ten minutes from then. It'll bug me again and say, hey, you still haven't done that thing yet. You didn't tell me you did that thing. Hey, you, you really got to do that thing. And I go, oh, right. You're right. I, I, I forgot to do the thing. And then I'll do the thing. And then I'll be able to I mark it off. It's wonderful. The Do app is fantastic. I, I've recommended it for a long time um, because it, it's great. And like I said, it makes me... It keeps me in control where I don't quite feel like the uh, I'm on a runaway train. So yeah, definitely got to go with the Do app. Lori, what about you? Dan, the the part of your question that I'm zoning in on is the thing that keeps you sane. So for me, it's Animal Crossing New Horizons. Now, I'm sure you guys have talked about this a lot in, on your show because it's such a big deal. Everybody's doing it. But I, when the game came out like very shortly after the shelter in place happened in California. So I, I had, you know, three days of not being able to play the game. And then suddenly... Whenever I start to feel stressed out, whenever I start to feel anxiety, whenever I start to feel bored, I go and I play Animal Crossing for hours and hours and hours. I don't miss being around my friends because I'm playing this game. And in some cases, I'm actually playing with my friends by visiting their island. It really has kept me sane, like like literally stopped me from feeling anxiety or desire to go out and be out in in public. So that's why I pick it. It's it's a silly thing to say, but it really has kept me sane. I think I might have been 
way more filled with anxiety if I didn't get to start playing Animal Crossing New Horizons on Nintendo Switch when I did. Yeah, no, that's totally true. My wife has been playing a lot of that, and I've dabbled a little bit. Um, for me, though, I think the essential piece of tech that I've come to love are my AirPods Pro. Uh, every day I take a walk around the neighborhood for like half an hour or so. It's just my only opportunity to get outside, stretch my legs, be active, and it's so important to me. And so I love how much I, I can just pop my AirPods Pro in. Um, I can enjoy some music while I walk. Uh, and what I love about the AirPods Pro specifically is not only the noise canceling, which keeps me kind of zoned in, but also just the ability to get notifications. Like if somebody texts me, I can just, you know, have that read aloud rather than having to pull my phone out, which is, you know, obviously much more tricky to use since I'm wearing a mask and Face ID doesn't work very well. Um, I can respond to texts via Siri. So again, I don't have to pull my phone out. I find that just incredibly liberating. Um, and it doesn't break up my walk as much because I can like get a text and think about, okay, yeah, I'll get back to them when, when I got a second. So yeah, it's really just helped me keep a lot more balanced in my life because it, it enables me to get outside, uh, and just sort of still enjoy the world at large. But those are all great answers. Thank you for that. Let us go to our last topic, which comes from Zach. Okay, so NASA's doing a lot of cool stuff right now, and I, I call it all tech because it's just so cool. Uh, but NASA and SpaceX are sending Tom Cruise, the actor, to the International Space Station to film a narrated scriptive movie in space. Uh, if you could pick any actor to go to space to film uh, a, a movie to inspire a new generation of people, who would you pick? I'm going to cheat on your question a little bit uh, because <laughs> I would be doing a disservice to this person if I did not. Instead of a movie, they're going to film a uh, music video album. And uh -huh. it, of course, mm -hmm. has to be Beyonce. Beyonce in space. Can you imagine her hair <laughs> floating around? Beyonce in space. Oh, my goodness. Boom. I would lose my mind and then be like, sign me up. <laughs> We're going to Mars. Ah, it would be so cool. So, yeah, Beyonce in space. Lori, what about you? You know, I have been racking my brain to try to think of a celebrity that I would want to see go to space and inspire a new generation and... I'm, I'm actually having a really hard time thinking of somebody that I really feel like fits that bill. But something that comes to mind would be, um, I'm, I'm dragging it on because I'm trying to remember some names right now. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, Dwayne Johnson, the oh, rock. You know what? He was my backup pick. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. That's he's, good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Like he's it. somebody who, really genuinely seems to care about people. He hasn't gotten himself in, in any trouble. Nobody's claimed that he's done anything terrible. And he's a an enigmatic actor. I love to see him on screen. So I think as a human being, I want him to spread a message. But also as an actor, I just love to look, watch him on screen. So that, that's why I would pick Dwayne Johnson. It'd be a big spacesuit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two spacesuits sewed together. Um I don't know why, you know, when I was thinking about this this morning, I don't know why he's the first person to pop to mind, but I really like him. Uh, the actor John Cho, um, mm, oh, who played yeah. Sulu in the Star Trek mm -hmm. reboots. Like, I just, I always find him a funny, uh, charismatic guy. I, I mean, he played Sulu in Star Trek. That's a great space connection. Um, and I just feel like he would be kind of an interesting person to to star in a movie. Now, if you have a list of celebrities you'd like to see launched into space, <laughs> that is a much longer list for me. I could go on for a while. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and Tom Cruise is right on that edge there. I actually really like to, if they're going to drop anybody out of space or whatever, send them to space. 
the man does he is just bananas like with his stunts and everything (laughs) just he'll do anything and i i kind of as much as i have some problems with him i am super impressed by his professional ethic (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's why he's been chosen for this uh, or has volunteered for this. Um, but something I thought about was as the dad to a daughter, I would love to see this be a female. And so I picked Laura Dern. Ooh, nice. Yes. That's a great choice, especially if she's got the purple hair from uh, from Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, there are so many, so many celebrity or stars I want to see go to space now. <laughs> and I want to go with them. All right. Um, well, folks, we have almost reached the end of another episode of Clockwise. But before we get there, I've got a bonus topic for you. What's your favorite color? And why is it your favorite color? Lori, we'll start with you. I think color is just really wonderful. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to figure this out. I'm going to say blue. And I'm not going to specify a particular hue of blue. But I'm going to use blue. And I'm going to say because... This when the sky when the when it's beautiful outside and the sun is shining and the sky is blue, it feels good to be in that environment. So so blue makes me think of good feelings and calmness. So that that's my pick. Micah, you didn't phrase the question correctly. It's what is your favorite color? <laughs> and then I say blue, no yellow. <laughs> no, neither of those is true though. It's green. Green's my favorite color. Why? I don't know. It probably has something to do with what Lori is saying, like the green of grass, like green of plants, like just being outside. But I've always loved green. Still my favorite color. So there you go. I am going to think out of the box here. Mm. And let's say you have an iPhone XR or iPhone 11. What color case might you pick? Clear. Clear is is my favorite color. You can see through it. You can do really cool things with the clear. You can show off the color underneath it. You can add color to clear it, it's totally a color though i pick it all right <laughs> there are going to be some physicists who are going to take some <laughs> some problems with you there clear uh well green is also my favorite color it's been my Ooh. favorite color since i was a little beeb uh in fact so as a as a very young youth um i've been told that the reason i said green was my favorite color was because i saw all the green around me and i thought that it was god's favorite color um, so that's why as a kid, <laughs> green was my favorite wow. color. Um, I just, I just continue to love green. I think that it's a beautiful color. And yes, it reminds me of nature. And, uh, I don't know. I, I, I love green. I love green so much. <laughs> uh, thank you all for your answers on that bonus topic. That was a fun one. Uh, and that means that all we have to do is thank our incredible guests, Lori Gill. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been really great. It's been a while, so I'm glad I got to come back. And Zach Hall, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It was so fun. And Micah, we will be back next week. But until then, we remind everybody listening out there, watch what you say and keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. <laughs>